G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. This is episode eight now so blown away that I'm still here and trucking along. It's um, pretty cool that in the week we saw that our podcast had reached I think number four in Australia in the fitness category which is pretty cool um, for it to come along so quickly. So thanks to everyone for listening in. Today it's just me, um, Sheridan, couldn't get a babysitter got two little kids so not so easy having um mum life to deal with when it's um the demands of working for coach mark carroll there's a lot of little a lot of things that i I hassle sheridan about and unfortunately she couldn't make it today a little bit different one i wanted to i guess give you guys a little bit more about myself my story so who is coach mark carroll so a lot of you have been following me for not that long. You know, my Instagram has grown pretty rapidly last year or two, I think around 360,000 followers now. And so many of you are only really seeing, you know, the last year or two. So a lot of it is, you know, you see myself, my business do quite well. And people think it's always just this, this thing where it's just easy and that you just, resulted in this you know overnight success or whatever you know getting your name out there and building a business and a brand and it's been anything but that so I think I really want to chat about because I get so many trainers who listen to our podcast from the feedback we've got you know and a lot of young people and a lot of people in the middle ages as well who are feeling pretty defeated often in life because you know it's been a pretty hard time the last couple of years. And as always at the moment, things are always hard for everyone. So I kind of wanted to chat to you about my story a little bit, because I think it's important to have people understand that a lot of the stuff, if you see someone doing well or getting some momentum in life, it's often hasn't always been that way and hasn't always been easy. And for myself, I can tell you right now, kind of what I'm doing was honestly never planned you had have told me even five years ago where I'm at right now and what I'm doing I never would have believed it in a million years and life is life is very fluid things are constantly changing evolving you are changing as a human you're meeting new people who influence you some people influence you negatively some people influence you positively I've had both throughout my life So I really kind of want to chat about my story. So a lot of you guys can see that, you know, it's cool that you guys follow me and, you know, invest into my methods and my programs and follow my posts and stuff like that. But I kind of wanted to give you a bit of my story. You know, I'm 33 now. So I guess who is Coach Mark Carroll and what's my story and how did I get my business to be where it is at these days? You know, the business has gone from, you know, in three years, the business has gone from, you know, nothing to an eight-figure business in three years. So it's it's been some cool growth, but it hasn't always been that way. So for me, a lot of the guys, you know, I see myself mentioned with and, you know, you get tagged and people, um, coaches saying people who influence them and stuff like that. A lot of the people I get tagged in, friends of mine, you know, like Lane Norton and Cassim Hansen and all these guys, they're super brilliant people and, you know, they've got fancy degrees and, you know, 
PhDs and, you know, they crush school and stuff like that. For me, it was never that cat, never that. Um, in high school, I failed miserably. I had a terrible, terrible hard time in school with my mental health. So I missed a lot of school when I was young. I was really sick. Um, had some severe stomach issues, which still cause me issues today. So I missed a lot of school and I fell behind. And unfortunately in school, if you often fall behind, it's just really hard to catch up when you miss months and months of school when you're young. And so for me, I always fell off and couldn't get that momentum to get back. And it just kind of made everything worse. It just compounded all, all my negatives and just my attitude towards school. And then for me, sport was really the thing that I saw as my way of saving me. I always thought that sport would help me get out of kind of the situation I was in my life when I was young. I loved cricket. I loved rugby union. And I thought, I thought with everything, every part of me, I thought I was going to make it big in those sports. And just like high school, I failed miserably. Well, sport, I also failed miserably. So growing up, pretty much it was nothing but failure. Um, I worked hard at sport and for whatever reason, I know I had a lot of issues with my mental health and stuff like that, which never helped, you know, with training and being a good teammate and consistency and stuff like that. So for me, school was really hard. I failed at that. I didn't have the marks or the finances to go to university or anything like that. So going to university was not an option. Sport was not an option. and so. After school, I was kind of left in a position of, well, what do I do now? But for me, I fell into personal training and I fell into personal training because I just loved training myself. From about 14, 15, I'll train in my backyard. Mum and dad got me a home set of like a barbell and some plates and some crappy dumbbells. And I'll train almost every single day, sometimes for like two hours after school in the middle of winter in the backyard, because that's all the space we had, I'd train and train and train. And I became utterly obsessed with you know, building a body. I thought if I could build a fantastic physique, it would help me again escape from where I was in my life, where I was living and my situation. And I thought if I got a great body, I remember vividly remembering if I build a great physique, I could be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He went and built this body and then went to America and then became a star. And basically he was able to get out of his situation over in Austria. I was like, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get out of my crappy situation. I was in, in Australia. And this was something I remember thinking all the time when I was 15, 16, 17. So I loved the gym, but the funny thing is, is that, you know, I love the gym because I saw it as an escape by building my own physique. But now it's funny because the escape has actually not been, again, building my own physique, but helping people build their dream physique. So, again, unfortunately, I was pretty average at bodybuilding. Um, definitely didn't have the world of the most blessed genetics, and I wasn't that great at that either. So, again, failed at bodybuilding as well. So, high school failed, sport failed, bodybuilding failed. So, you name it, nothing's really going to plan. And so, I fell into PT. I became a PT. You know, a lot of people these days become trainers and they think, you know, they see the Instagram life. There was an Instagram back in the day in I think 2007 when I became a trainer. It wasn't anything like that. It was just 
I thought it was something that for once, maybe I wouldn't fail at, I wouldn't be terrible at, and I could afford to have an income and pay my bills and at least get out of home and stuff like that. So I started off as a PT and honestly, the first few years I was very much failing at those as well. The first few years were brutal. Um, I think back in Australia around those stages, around 50, 55, $60,000 a year was the kind of the average wage or kind of like the minimum wage or something for like full-time workers. And I'd be making half of that. I remember the first few years I was a great week was $500 a week or something like that. So it was definitely not the Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all that stuff um, with the career. And it was never the focus, but I was actually quite happy because I felt like I was doing something I was pretty good at. <laughs> I was passionate at. And it's quite cool when you go from not having much to then all of a sudden getting paid. I was thinking, wow, like here's someone, I think they'd give me $40 cash or something in my um, pocket for a session. And I was like, wow, like someone's paying me money to talk fitness and help them. And I thought that was a really cool thing. So that was a kind of first real positive for me in a fair few years with PT. But unfortunately, I struggled terribly to get myself out there and get clients. <clears throat> I I was a person who was doing park fitness. So you see obviously me these days in the gym and posting content all in the gym. But for the first four or five years of my career, it was all park fitness. I was doing boxing. That was that was something I loved. I love boxing. I want to be a boxer growing up. But my my mum, God bless her heart, wouldn't let me go do boxing. So unfortunately, it just never eventuated as well. But that's what I was doing with my clients. And it at least gave me a start for a fair few years. And in those first four or five years of my career, as I said, I was barely making enough money to get by. But on the positive, I was making some money. But over those years, I often now look back and reflect on it. Over those years, there was never a, a point of thinking I want to build this big business. I want to have all these programs and be known and all that stuff. My whole goal was literally just be able to afford food, be able to afford rent, um, be able to afford life. I remember, I really, really remember because a lot of you guys might not know, but uh, not as new to my story, but I had a lot, a lot of mental health issues. I still do, but growing up and I remember seeing a psychiatrist at the time and I was thinking I was about 22, 23 and they told me to write down my goals. And I remember my big goal in life was to earn $1,200 a week. I thought if I could earn $1,200 a week, I would be set. I could cover my rent. I could cover all these things. And that was my big goal. So it's funny. I always get messages about, oh, you know, was it your plan to do all these things and be into investing and all that? No, absolutely not. For me, honestly, $1,200 a week, which was, I think, the average wage in Sydney at the time, was kind of the goal. It's all I ever wanted to do um, from a financial point of view. Now, with that, it also was very much periods of struggles. Um, fun fact is that through those years, I often wanted to quit personal training because I just felt like I was going nowhere because 
truthfully, I wasn't putting much into it. I had no sense of marketing. I had no sense of confidence to go up and talk to people. I was working in a park. Basically, I was not confident enough to even go to a gym and train people. I trained at a small gym, but I was terrified to think about going for a gym role. Eventually, I did work up courage to apply for gyms. And fun fact, again, the first four gyms I applied for all said no to me, Um, even though they were just your standard typical gym where you just pay rent to them. Four gyms all said no to me. All the gyms in local areas, things like um, Snap Fitness and stuff like that around where I used to grow up. So couldn't get jobs in the gym, couldn't find clients. So in that time, I actually looked at, I had a couple of friends who were Garbo. So the job was literally to do the garbage or the trash, as you guys in America call it. So I was literally looking at leaving personal training to go be a Garbo. But guess what? They couldn't find any work for me there either. So that didn't work out. I couldn't um, get a job as a Garbo to help with a PT. Most of the gym said no. That was kind of the start of my first five, six years in the fitness industry. Again, nothing exactly going to plan. And that's why I just always laugh when people talk to me about, you know, kind of where I'm at right now and they get down at where they're at currently in their life. And it's amazing. People don't realize that majority of things and you see people doing well, nothing of that often came easy. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that just was a linear approach to progressing in life. You know, it wasn't a linear, that perfect straight line. It was the exact opposite for me. And often just felt like I was going backwards. So what was, I guess, then the turning point? Where did I start to do something? Well, it was after about six, seven years, I got a job at a gym finally. I joined a new gym and I was training there and I applied for a, a role there. It was called My Gym at East Gardens um, in um, Mascot or Heffron. Um, in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, not the best area, but it was, it, was a, it was a great starting point. And from there, I started to get a little bit of momentum. I was in good shape back then. I was looking the part. I was really, really passionate about learning, but it wasn't anywhere near the knowledge that I do now. But I started to get hungrier to learn more and more and more. I learned about this guy called Charles Poliquin, who is it now unfortunately died a couple of years ago, but it was probably the most well-known coach of all time, Charles Bolkin, world famous strength coach. And I sought out his education. And what happened was I started to finally make some money. I went from earning $500 a week to earning $1,000 a week, then a $1,500 a week. Was it a lot of money? No, not to most people. But for me at the stage, I felt like the richest person going around. And with that money, what I did though was, I started to use it on education. I started to push it to my learning. And every dollar I made, I would um, try to do another course. And I I remember, I think about 2015, 2014, I would just do course after course after course. And that was a cool time in PT when education started to really boom in the industry. People want to learn. A lot of the good coaches started to travel to places like Australia and put education down. They started to begin the online education space. So again, you could travel, you could see, you could go see these people, they would come to Australia. And so education started to boom, which allowed me as a young coach to be able to actually learn from these great minds. 
And so that's where I really started to get some momentum. So it wasn't initial, it was said, I think about seven, six, seven years after I started, I started to finally feel like, wow, you know what, there's something for this there. I can do something in this industry. And for me, again, it was never a part in my head where I was like, you know what, I want to learn all this stuff to build a big business. I want to make money. I want to do all this. It was never that. And that's something I try to push to young coaches these days is that everything I did from a learning point of view was purely because I just wanted to be a good coach. I used to tell everyone my goal was to be the best personal trainer in the world. I used to say that to everyone you can think of. I remember um, in, I think, 2016 or 17, I went to Clean Health, so Clean Health Fitness Institute. You guys, a lot of you guys will know I used to work there for a couple of years and Dane McDonald, the owner, Dane, um, I remember... I did an interview with him and I told him that I was going to be the best coach in New South Wales, you watch. And he's probably thought like, okay, whatever. But Dane actually did believe in me and, you know, took me on. And from there, again, something that interestingly happened was what I did was I left the gym I was at where I was finally making good money. So I built up to earning a couple thousand dollars a week, which for me, honestly was like earning millions of dollars a week I went from never having anything to all of a sudden making really good money where I could afford things and all that stuff was a lot of money to most people now no but it was great money at the time for a young PT especially back in the day from the areas I was from and so what I did though was when I found about clean health clean health were this education company or great trainers and they were a private studio in the city in Sydney. And I realized that I, again, in my quest to want to be the best coach, I knew they had some amazing older coaches there and I wanted to go there and be a part of that environment. I didn't want to be the best coach in a small gym, in a, in a small kind of suburb in Sydney. I wanted to go where the, I thought the best coaches were. So when I went to clean health, what I did was, I got a job there, but I started from the bottom and to work there actually took about a hundred thousand dollar pay cut. So when you've started from nothing, spent about seven, eight years working up to finally making some solid money. And then you go and say, you know, what, I'm going to take a hundred thousand dollar pay cut. It means that you honestly just want to follow your dreams of trying to be the best at what you did. So that for me was what I did. And I always thought it was a short term thing. It's like, you know what? yeah, I'm going to give up some money, a lot of money right now, even though I finally just for the first time in my life started to have some money. I honestly thought that if I could go to this place and build a name there around other great coaches, if you can be the best coach at the best gym, then that goal of trying to be the best coach is going to actually eventualize. There's no point trying to be the, you know, they say, do you want to buy the best, um, you know, and have the, best house on the worst street. You kind of want to have the worst house on the best street. And that's kind of what I did. You know, I wanted to be, I was happy to be the worst coach at the best gym. I was happy to be at the bottom and work my way up. And funny enough, I did work my way up. I went from starting at the bottom there at clean health to becoming head coach there to eventually becoming the global head of education there and traveling around the world lecturing. So my story there was really just, and I guess I want to drill into young coaches was, it was a lot of um, 
lack of self-esteem, a lot of doubt, a lot of just getting through the day, getting through the week, the month and the years and stuff like that and being persistent and sticking it out. So when I was at Clean Health, they got sold and they got bought by another company in the city there. And I went to the gym Ultimate Performance there in Sydney and that was a great experience. And I learned from great people there and I was the head coach there for a year. And again, I learned a lot. And then I went to Clean Health again, which had another gym. And that's where, again, I kept building and my name started to get out there and I started to coach lots of coaches. I wasn't really doing much of the Instagram thing, but this is where, you know, the world started to change and Instagram became a big thing. And then in about 2018, I was really starting to be known in the coaching space in around Australia. I had a very, very high session rate back, back then. And, you know, I was working for companies and I was on a salary and things like that. So I was a part of company as part of these brands. So right now what you see is coach Mark Carroll, coach Mark Carroll business. You know, I'm the owner, I'm the founder. Um, I have all these people working for me, but back then I wasn't the owner. I was working for a great company as I was learning off people. And it's a big thing is that a big part of, I think any kind of, if you people kind of consider what I'm, what I'm doing now as successful, a big part of that success, I think came from, being just a PT and not just worrying about all the business stuff initially, which is very hard. Trust me, you know, I run a business and it's not easy. So when I was a coach working in these gyms, the big benefit was that I didn't need to market myself. I didn't need to sell myself. The gyms would sell me and then I'll do my job, which was get them incredible results. So one of the big benefits for me of those years of 2016 to 2018, when my name really blew up in the coaching industry, was that I was just a coach. I wasn't a business owner. I wasn't you know, running a business. So if a person paid X amount, I was only getting you know a fraction of the session. But yeah, it wasn't the way to make the most money and stuff like that, but it was a way just to focus on what I was good at, which was coaching. And I kept learning and doing internships around the world. I'd make money, then go do an internship. I'd make money, go to a course pretty much every weekend. It felt like I was doing another course and it just allowed me to build that foundation. Then in around 2018, I got hired to train Lauren Simpson. So Lauren, you guys I'm sure probably know, who um, obviously now has been my partner for almost four years this year now um i got hired to train lauren and so at that stage i was primarily just training general population for transformations and things like that and again this is where your career can often change and as i said life is fluid you don't want to be just thinking that you have to be this one thing and you know i got asked to train lauren she had come second in the world at the wbff pro bikini show the year before so I got hired to take Lauren on and I actually didn't even want to train Lauren. So she had, you know, a big name then, but I had no interest really in my head. I was like, I've got no interest in training women and bikini competitors and stuff like that. But now obviously everything I do is primarily built off training women and bikini competitors. So again, I took that chance at the start. I kind of really doubted myself if I could do it. I was like, oh, what do I know about this? Well, I know a lot about training, but do I know anything that, could help this person become you know world champion she had such a big profile i was like oh everyone's gonna laugh at me and doubt me if i don't do a good job but push through 
try to ignore that inner kind of mean, mean voice in my head. And I trained Lauren and she went on to win the world bikini title, the world WBFF title, which was huge. And that was the year I finally started posting on my Instagram. That's where I, that was the year I created Coach Mark Howe Instagram. So through Coach Mark Howe Instagram, I started to really um, obviously rapidly build a profile. I was training Lauren and she won and I was training a couple other really big name women. And then through that, it kind of started this momentum. And here I was, I was still working as a company in the company for clean health. And I was also lecturing around the world. So I was traveling, I was lecturing, I lectured in England, Kuwait, Dubai, Hong Kong, all around Australia, two coaches. So one of the cool things was I created my own course back in the day. And, you know, well, it was cool. I went from six years ago before that, struggling to find clients in park fitness to lecturing to coaches in Manchester, having coaches pay me to lecture to them in Hong Kong and Kuwait and Dubai. I did a, I lectured at a fitness summit in Dubai and I think I had about 80, 90 students or coaches in the room listening to me talk about reverse dieting back in 2018. And I was just like, wow, like I've come a long way. So that's where you kind of think you look back and go, geez, like where I'm at right now, it's been the hardest journey in the world to get here, but here I am I'm starting to finally starting to get a bit of momentum. I'm finally starting to break through. And from there, that's where I then created the coach Mark Carroll business. I thought it was finally time to get myself out there and build my brand and finally time to stop working for other people stop making everyone else a lot of money and start trying to actually earn a decent income myself because as I said, all my money was going to everyone else and I was just getting a fraction of it for my salaries and stuff like that. So that's where I started Coach Mark Carroll Business and I felt finally after about, what was it, 10, 11 years in the industry, I felt ready to go out on my own and really build a business. And in the last three and a half years, since Coach Mark, Mark Carroll's created, you know, my Instagram has just grown. I was very fortunate. I've trained a lot of big name women, obviously Lauren, who's helped me, but I trained really f- huge fitness names, you know, like um, the women will know women like Hannah Oberg over in Sweden. So I trained Hannah for a while, I think back in 2019. And Hannah was great because she worked hard and she had a big following over in Sweden. She's got a couple million followers and, you know, she told her audience about me. And then another person who really helped me was Fit Girl Mel. So Fit Girl Mel back in, I think, 2019. Not sure you guys know Fit Girl Mel, but she is Kim Kardashian's coach. And at the time, Fit Girl Mel, Mel hired me to do mentoring. I was mentoring Mel and then I was coaching Mel. So I was mentoring her while she was training Kim Kardashian and I was mentoring her. Um, she was also training Kanye West at the same time. So that was a cool experience. So, you know, here I was, you know, I had a client in Australia, Lauren, I had a client in Sweden with a couple million followers in Hannah. And then I had a client in Mel over in LA who was training Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, you know, the biggest people in the world on the planet really. And so Mel was putting me up and I remember one day Mel um, put up a photo of my profile or something and told her audience to follow me. And I remember I got, I think 16,000 followers in that one day. So 
help people. And I was fortunate enough to have these people who could train with anyone in the world want to work with me. And so I trained them and they worked with me and they were gracious enough to share me to their audience. And that again, further really allowed me to get my name out there and my brand. But a lot of people think it's always just like, oh, well, it's because you knew these people. Well, these people could have trained with anyone else in the world, you know, but they hired me and paid me because they knew I could obviously help them. So it's funny. You always get people who try to hate on you and stuff like that, but you know, I trained Lauren. I could have trained with anyone else in the world and I trained her and she went on to win the world title. I trained Mel and she did amazing things. We helped her reverse diet and Hannah and she got an amazing transformation. So it's not just about cool. You got a shot to train these great people. It's not only did I get a shot, but then I really delivered in every way to make them want to rave about me and tell their audience about me and stuff like that. And that's what really built the coach Mark Carroll brand. And that's when I created my guidebooks. And again, with the coach Mark Carroll brand, I brought out my first guidebook, not sure how it would go. There was never a plan of kind of be where it is today. And in that first guidebook I brought out, it sold 5,000 guidebooks in the first week, no first two weeks. Sorry. So 5,000 guidebooks in the first two weeks. And then it was like this, holy shit, like there's this first two weeks I've just made more money than I did in the previous year working as a full-time coach. And that's when I was like, wow, you know, I'm onto something. And through there, the last three years, guys, it's been, you know, you've probably heard me say many times recently, you know, we've, I've achieved a hundred thousand training programs sold and it's grown this business from, you know, a new business three years ago to being a business which has done over eight figures in profit in three years. So it's been, this crazy, crazy journey. And, you know, as I said, 360,000 followers I have now. And, you know, here I'm doing a podcast here. I have got lots of staff members. I've got great people like Sheridan working for me. I've got, you know, a big staff. I've got an app I own. I have challenges. I have guidebooks. I have a um, Carol performance. So I have a, my own cert three and cert four. I have a program design course. I'm going on and on and on. But the point is, is that, all these things I can tell you were never, ever, ever in a million years in the plans when I started out. The only plan I ever had initially was to find an income. Then the only plan I ever had from there was once I secured an all right income to pay the bills was to actually be really good at what I did. That was it. So have a job so I can afford to live. And then be really good at what I did. So I just learned and learned and learned. And through those foundations and that concept, it has allowed me to kind of get to where I am today. So, you know, there was no fancy business coaching. There was no, you know, business mentors and things like that. It was just me with a passion to learn and be great at what I did and help people get results. And now 15 years on in the in my in the industry i'm working with thousands and thousands and thousands of people every single month and you've got all you guys listening to this and you know watching my posts and stuff like that and it all just comes back to you know sticking out the really tough periods at the start periods of tremendous self-doubt periods of feeling like a failure every single way you could imagine you know high school sport and all these stuff and that stays with you you don't really you always doubt yourself you know you failed a fair few things it's it eats away at you and naturally every time I do anything these days I still think oh what have I failed at this again but 
it's again, controlling that inner mean voice and pushing through to allow you to not shoot yourself in the foot, allow you to keep pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward. So nothing, nothing, you know, with my story has been easy and right now where I'm at, you know, it's a great start and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of what I can do in this, in the world and to help people on a much bigger scale. As I said, I've got thousands of people now, now doing my programs each month, which is crazy when I was struggling 10 years ago to find a handful of clients, but that's the power of learning and pushing through and just knowing that nothing is linear. Nothing is this perfect straight line of going from bottom to the top and progress and things like that. It's hard. It's going to be tremendous periods of self-doubt. There's going to be periods of wanting to quit and just thinking that you're not good enough and I've got no chance and things like that. But little by little, you chip away and chip away and chip away. And often you get to a stage where you think, oh, okay, I'm doing pretty well. And then you look back and be like, wow, actually I'm doing a lot better than I think I am. You know me, I'm a very stressed person and, you know, I'm often pretty harsh on myself. And, you know, when I look at what I'm doing, I always think, oh man, I could have done that better. Or I wish that result was better and this and that. And, but even just talking to you guys today, you know, I didn't plan out what I was going to say or anything like that. I just thought I'd just run through off the top of my head. And, you know, just even talking about everything is kind of like, wow, like, you know what? I've come a pretty far away in, you know, what felt like a long time, but it's quite a short time in the end. But again, it hasn't been easy. So for everyone listening, I guess the message is, is that, you know, when you see people, you know, doing well, because I get so many messages, which is lovely from people telling me, you know, they're inspired by my business and my coaching and stuff like that. It's just to know that none of this has come easy, I know so many of you have self-doubt and things like that, but it's normal. It's normal to often feel not good enough and not worthy. And I feel that all the time still this to this day, I always have self-doubt, but the, having that ability to push through, keep going forward, keep going forward, keep going forward when it feels like the whole world wants you to quit, that is really as cliche as it gets. That is where the winning gets done. When the world wants you to stop, you keep pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward, having the ability to kind of take those hits and keep coming forward. As cliche as it sounds, that is where the progress is made. So guys, with that, that's a lot of me talking. I hope um, I didn't go, put you guys to sleep. I hope for a few out, of you out there, especially the coaches or anyone out there who's just doubting themselves, just know like none of this stuff is easy it's always going to be hard and the more and more and more you do, the more problems you do encounter, but it's the same thing. If you didn't quit at the start, you don't want to quit the next level and the next level. So just keep pushing through and have that self-belief that you can do it. Even though you've had failures in the past, even though it seems like the whole world doesn't want you to do well. For me, I always thought, well, life's just not, you know, someone like me where I'm from and how I've grown up, someone like me can never do anything. And I used to tell myself that all the time, but I also used to listen to myself say, you know what, if other people could be successful, if other people could do good things, then why not me? And that's always the messaging I always put in my head. If other people can build a great fitness business, if other people can get great results and get knowledge, then why not me? And that's my messaging. 
might not be the smartest, not, might not have the best body or the best looks or whatever that people look for, but find what you're good at and push through and focus on those good things. Go all in on your strengths. And eventually, if you keep pushing through and doing the little things well, those habits of doing little things well will pay off in the end. So guys, hope you enjoyed this podcast next week. Hopefully have Sheridan back. But I just want to give you guys a little bit of my story and hopefully that for all of you out there know that if you're in a shitty position or feeling stuck, that if I can do it, then anyone else in the world can do something pretty cool. So thanks, guys. Pleasure as always.